How's that sound? Does good. it sound good? Yeah. Okay, great. Hello. Hello. Hi, welcome to the Dear Me, Love Me podcast. I'm Brooke Uppelzer. I'm T. Boyich. And we are doing this now. Right now. <laughs> Here in my living room. Uh, it's where we uh, write letters to our past selves about what we wish we knew. And this week is a little bit different. It's a fun one. It is a fun one uh, because I only wrote a letter to myself and mm-hmm. I'm going to read it because it's only something I've gone through. It's true. So she's teaching me along with all of you. Yay. Um, this episode is about what I wish I knew before I worked at Disney World. Oh. Now, I must say that I'm sure everybody's um, uh, experience at Disney World, Land, Paris, Tokyo, wherever is different. Uh, you Maybe you worked in a different capacity, uh, in a different line of work frontline cast member, manager, performer, custodial, whatever. This is only me and my uh, experience. Good disclaimer. I know people who were in the same line of business as me who have had completely different um, experiences mm-hmm. with working at Disney. Of course. Um, so that is my uh, that's my disclaimer. Are you ready? Yes, so ready. Dear me. And when I say dear me, I do mean <laughs> dear me. <laughs> They will tell you that it all started with a mouse. But for you, it all started with a fish. A very special fish who asked you to be part of her world. (laughs) Oh. Soon enough, you will also be changing your fate and ending your journey by building a snowman. (laughs) Brooke, the next six years of your life are going to be the most magical. But even in a fairy tale, not everything is as perfect as it seems. Here is what I wish I knew before I started working at Disney World. Okay, this is hard reading your own. Okay. <laughs> you can do it. I can do it. Number one, keep a journal. It may be silly to write things down in the moment, but getting to relive those memories now, nine years later, is something I will forever cherish. I wish I wrote more. Oh, that's a really good idea. I think that's a good idea in life. Yeah. Because it seems whenever I'm writing in a journal now or even in the past, I felt stupid. Yeah. I was like, why, why am I writing this down? I'm going to remember it. Half the stuff that I wrote down in that book that I, I was like flipping through it, I don't remember. And there are certain journals now you can do where it's set up like a little bit a day. Yeah, like the five-year journal. Mm-hmm. I, I bought one of those and I really? let it go to the wayside. And it would have been, it probably would have been about five years ago mm. right now that I would have completed it. So I wish I would have wrote more. Yeah. I, I do appreciate what I did write. Um, in one of my books over there, I have my very first, uh, like when I was in training to do uh, my favorite favorite Scottish princess. I have my very first signature. Oh, I cut it out of my training book and I put it in there. So you should frame that. I know. Well, it's 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 pasted inside my journal. Oh, so there it's there go. forever. And then it, it talks about what I felt like that first day of training. So it's really sweet. Yeah, it's it was it's awesome. Write down your memories, people. I Especially telling, your really good ones. I remember you telling me you got to watch that movie before it had come out. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, I thought you I did. I was supposed to. You were supposed I to. I was supposed to because I was one of the original girls. Mm-hmm. They had a private screening for the girls who did it. And because I came late, because oh. I was the only one who didn't, who was seasonal, who was in college, I oh. I had to go off of a inch thick book Ooh. of a synopsis of the story oh. for the first like three months of doing her. Because the movie was not out yet. No, I guess it wasn't there. It was probably like a month. Oh, my gosh. That's a bummer. I thought you got to I watch didn't. the movie. I didn't. Get to, I was supposed to. Mm. But when I got to my training, they go, surprise, we couldn't get the DVD back because they 
destroyed it. Oh. So uh, we're going to read this book. So, yeah. So the first time watching it uh, was at midnight with everybody else. Oh. So I'm not that special. I was slightly special. Okay. <laughs> All right. I Can you try here? Just read num- the beginning of number two. Okay. Read the, the parenthesis first and okay. try your best. Because oh, I God. wrote this for you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Not oh, God. really. Oh, but- God. <laughs> Damn it, Brooke. <laughs> Remember who you are. You did so much better than I ever yes. could. Yes. <laughs> yes. It says number two, remember who you are in parentheses in Mufasa voice. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I think you did a pretty good James Earl Jones. <laughs> remember who, who you are. are. It's like you, all you got to do is Darth Vader. That's Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> After a while, the lines start to blur between fantasy and reality. And you stop finding yourself beautiful without the wig and the dress and the makeup. You were an incredible performer, just but just Brooke is even more amazing. That goes for my personality too. Yeah, because I I feel like I didn't because I started at Disney in 2011. I auditioned on mm-hmm. my birthday, and Cute. I really wanted Rapunzel. That was like my oh. dream was to be Rapunzel. And um, the casting director came up to me and smiled and said hi when they kind of awkwardly look at you. Yeah, You've I been went, one of those. Auditions. I went to two of them, and uh, she keeps finding these. So she, um, she comes up to me and she says, hi. And I said, hi, my name's Brooke. And she said, you know her name. And she said something, uh, she said, tell me about you. I said, well, I'm in, I'm a freshman musical theater major. Mm-hmm. Um, and today is also my birthday, which is a line from oh, Tangled. Yeah. But it was my 19th birthday uh, on the day that I got oh. uh, selected to uh, try on the little nice uh, princess dress of uh, my favorite fish. I, I like lost my train of thought. About like not feeling as beautiful without all the hair. Oh, and I just said, yeah. And- so I started when I was nineteen. So I worked from the time I was nineteen to the time I was twenty-five mm-hmm. was my years at Disney, and those are formidable adult years. Yeah, that you uh, <laughs> that you uh, that you need to learn about yourself and who you are and what you want out of life. And um, I I feel like it was good because I had three really great characters to grow with and to learn from but Brooke wasn't a thing mm. it was like I was Ariel I was Merida I was Anna yeah. it was I was a culmination of those three people that I was wasn't being. Brooke that was it wasn't my being so like when I would take off you know the makeup the eyelashes the wig the dress the shoes the everything and put on my normal stuff I was like well who the fuck am I I'm yeah. not important like I I I'm not I'm nobody your self-worth was wrapped up in yeah, Your that's a, that's a big person. difference between performing at a theme park and mm. then performing in a show yeah. in a theater that you can be like, I am this person. Yeah. So because you are not. If I go into the park as me, I am just me. Mm-hmm. So and that's totally fine. So it gives you a separation. It's like a separation of like church and state. It's like you are separated from your normal life to your performing life. But it also like makes you wonder like, am, is Brooke enough? Is that's her? Hard. Yeah. So that's. That's what I wish I knew would happen. Not necessarily, no, like, I know that it would, like, I don't think there's any way of preventing it, honestly. Number three, it doesn't feel like it now, but one day you'll grow up. The feeling of being Peter Pan will grow, will go away. Enjoy your extended childhood that mm. you have been gifted. Then, So I honestly was a child from the time that I was a baby till the time I was 25. Because mm. I had that Disney life. The, yeah. The, like, living at Disney World just being in that world constantly lent me to 
think that I was just a small child always. Right. I was Peter Pan. I was the girl who was never going to grow up. And people like would say that to me all the time. Like, oh, you're like, you're still so like young and still so whatever. Mm. But it's because I'm in a bubble. I was in a very, very thick bubble. Yeah. So but now I'm an adult. Yeah. Now, like, I still love watching Disney movies. I but there is a there's a difference in my brain now. I'm like, oh, I'm an adult. now. Yeah. But I'm a some of the magic's some of the magic's gone. Yeah. But the magic is just different. The magic is different. Okay. Uh, la, la, la. Number four, on the business side of things, people are going to pose what you do and the job you have been given that it is a favor to you. Mm. No, you have the job you have because you are kick ass. Not because you were lucky, not because someone set, felt sorry for you, but because no one can do what you do. You are a worthy badass. Own it. Yeah. That's in life too. A lot of, of performers, artists feel like, and they are treated like it is a an honor to be doing something it is a it is just a privilege you are so privileged to be working as this person and yeah yeah, I felt lucky I felt really great that I was chosen to do this but I got to do it because I was great and you and you got it because you worked hard I worked hard you didn't get it because of luck right I worked hard um and this is more towards the latter portion of my career I worked hard for because the Mm -hmm. first part when you work in the line of work I did it, it's all about how you look. Yeah. It is so very surface. But then when you start doing things inside the park, you kind of start seeing more and more come to you, the better you are at performing. Hmm. Like you can start doing Make-A-Wish where you do the Make-A-Wish kids and um, the people see that you are just a natural like performer and that lends itself to more opportunities. Now, getting that opportunity is all surface. Mm-hmm. It's all what you look like. So... I didn't work hard in that aspect because I can't work hard on <laughs> that's what, genetics. That's, that's just Maybe pure ass genetics. It. Maybe it's just genetics. <laughs> well, no, that's the whole concept of the song. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Maybe she's born with it. Yes, because it's genetics. Because it's literally genetics. Um, but the, I did work hard for the things that I had got gotten within the company. Yeah. Um, and I, when I continued to get those things, the contracts renewed. Um, when things started presenting themselves opportunities it was because I fucking worked hard it wasn't because I was lucky because I was um, a favorite was a favorite I have never been a favorite in my whole life yeah me either and so I it was never because I was a favorite it was because I fucking worked hard and I own it and I'm a fucking badass I was Fuck good at it yeah you are I was good at my job I'm good at all my jobs except for the one time I got fired in college hey that's another it story happens. <laughs> okay number five you have your dream job you have the dream job of hundreds of thousands of women, but it's okay to sometimes feel like you don't. Mm. Being frustrated with your work is what brings about change within yourself and the company. A job is a job at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And this is something I deal with on Broadway too is my friends who if I ever had a rough day and would want to bitch about it, they'd be like, well, aren't you so glad you're on Broadway? I, I doesn't Just because I'm on Broadway doesn't mean I can't have a shit-ass day. My mom's the one who said that to me about my job before Broadway she said you're allowed to have a crappy day that's great you're allowed to have a crappy day at work no matter what your job is absolutely number six yes yes number six (laughs) (laughs) um I'm just gonna (laughs) get that out okay number six don't go the extra mile for the praise that will seldom come from your superiors go the extra mile for yourself and for the guests Hmm. because when you go the extra mile, when you pick up the extra shift, when you 
when you do something special for a family, never do it for the praise that you want to get from your managers or your fellow performers or anything. Do it for yourself because it makes you feel good and it makes either if you pick up an extra shift because you need the money or um, because you want to do it because you, you, the guests, you have the guests and their first guests always come first. So don't, don't do it for the praise that you want to feel from a superior, and like I a manager. Think I, and I assume that it must be the same in every, it's probably not. There probably are some bosses that do recognize the people that work really hard and put in the oh, extra time. Yeah, but I, I have not necessarily encountered that where I've been like, um, I was always raised the, the hard work you put in will be recognized. And I said that in, I think, our decades episode where I was saying that that's not always the case. No, it's not. You could be the hardest worker in the room, but sometimes they don't care. Yeah. You know, and they have their favorites or they have people that they already had in mind and it doesn't matter. So if you're going to do the extra work, mm-hmm. you're right. Do it for yourself. Absolutely do it for yourself. And it makes you feel really good at the end of the day, knowing that you did it for you mm-hmm. and that you gave yourself that validation and that like I put in the work and I did great work and I made this magical memory for this family, not because I wanted the guest service fanatic card or I wanted um my managers to say that I'm the best it's because you did it for you and for the the person who was receiving it whether that's a guest or just in like an audience in general and you're right like I'm in just going off what I said just to clarify I'm not saying do less work oh my god no (laughs) do the hard work but don't expect the praise to come just because you're doing the hard work yeah don't expect praise out of it I had a, a boss that I will literally never forget. His name is Sean O'Brien. He works at Give Kids the World, which hmm. is the um, the place where all the Make-A-Wish and uh, adjacent wish organizations work with when the kids are wanting to go to Disney as their wish. They all stay at this resort. And I worked at guest services with um, his team. He was the best boss mm. ever. He was constantly, you're doing great work. You're putting in the work. We see it. The guests see it. Like everyone sees that you are incredible. You put in so much time. Like he would take time out of his day to bring me into his office to tell me I'm fucking great. He needs to host classes for other bosses he needs around to just the be world. A president. Yeah, right? The president of my life. Oh. Okay. Number seven. Calling another performer a nasty name won't yield you more opportunities, so don't fucking do it. And no, when someone calls you awful things, it's because they are jealous of what you have. Yep. That's the same thing. Also, do you, I'm like silently crying. I know. I, well, I couldn't tell if it was allergies. No, I just silently cry. Okay. Like I can have tears roll down my face and like still talk. Well, that's, I was like, you didn't have any indication. Oh, in no, I, I don't. Like it's I just was like, man, she must have allergies too. I'm no. not going to call her out on it. No, it's just like silent tears oh. that like just happen when I talk about something I'm emotional about, which is totally fine. And that's like, that's peak adulting though. That you're like, I can sob silently and continue and to continue do my to stuff. continue to do it. Um, so, Nessie, uh, go give your mom a cuddle. <laughs> she's like, I have something I probably shouldn't have in my mouth right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just going to stay over here. here. Um, so this was also, I, I talked about this in, in two episodes saying that, you know, people who call you names, it's because they're jealous of you. Now, especially in a in Disney, Disney is just a extension of high school. Oh, I'm sure. It, I, I wrote a blog post about this when I decided to have have a blog for about two days <laughs> um, about my time at Disney. And it's it was an incredible time and I loved it. But there there was a lot of animosity towards other women mm. in the job. Um, I ha- when I got an opportunity to do a show um, and I was just I was doing meet and greets and parades. And then I was asked to do this new um, Frozen Summer Fun event. Oh, and right. there was only a handful of us who got to do it. 
And I heard somebody go, I cannot believe they they cast Brooke doing it. She's like the fat Anna. <gasps> I was like, what? What? I was literally on the other side of the mirror. Oh, I my like God. went, what? <gasps> she shut up real quick. Yeah, she shat her pants. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh. So, you know, people are just going to say that because right. they – they firmly believe in their brains that the more shit they talk about you, the more they're going to get. Or they're going to feel better about putting you down. Yeah. And it's such a weird human instinct that people do that. Yeah. I, I'm i not going to call it the characters of people who did it because I don't want people to have any animosity of this character. Um, this is a new story uh, that this girl got to learn the castle stage show mm-hmm. over a girl who had been there for maybe two months longer than her. So mm-hmm. the other girl was pissed because she's like, I have senior name. Oh, um, gosh. And they got into a fist fight <gasps> in the break room between sets. Oh. So. Um, and then they both got fired. They both got fired. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that that it is so heightened. Your feelings, your emotions. It's just like high school. It's the yeah. end of the world to some of these people well because it's that trap where it's a bubble and it's so all-encompassing and, mm-hmm. and you do feel like it's this incredible thing to work for Disney yeah and, and it is oh and my it, gosh, is. it is so great I loved it um but there is it could be so much better yeah if the women in those situations and men too and men performers and in any line of work could come together and make it so much better for every for each other for everybody else and support else. each other and support and each other i'm a big believer of the only thing you can control is how hard you work so mm-hmm. if you don't get an opportunity it's because of something you did work harder work harder not because of something someone else did i'm just oh that annoys me i'm work sorry harder. That ask questions to you. ask say hey i would have loved to have been um thought of what is, can I do what can I do can, to make yeah. myself better is it is it something that I can do as a performer or is it something I have no control over yeah so I just feel like if you ask the questions you're gonna get answers they might be bullshit answers but like but at least you asked at least you asked yeah you know you're and never gonna think what if or this person's better than me you're not gonna have those questions oh. in your brain because you made the effort of being like what can I, I did I do everything I did I did everything I could everything I could yep so I just wish that that um I'm sorry that happened to you that oh, sucks I know it's totally fine I'm, I'm not sorry it and happened because sucks. it it and <laughs> Nessie pissed that that happened to me I'm just I hate that people do that yeah it sucks I hope that girl has learned her lesson I'm oh I'm I'm sure she has okay number eight Creating your own path at Disney really doesn't exist. If you, <laughs> if you have an idea, keep it to yourself or sell it to uh, Universal instead. Oh, oh, I remember. Um, tell me about this. I'm not going to go into full detail. I had an idea for Disney and I presented it and then they took it and they ran with it and they were going to have me on the project and then they said no. They like cut me from an audition for this. Mm. Uh, sell it to Universal instead. Sell it to Universal. So Universal does a really cool thing where if you come up with an idea for the company, you can get upwards about ten thousand dollars if it if it rewards um, money for the company. Oh my gosh! You you actually get a monetary gain. That's what it should be, and that's what it should be. Now, when you work for Disney, you sign away your life as you work for mm. Disney. Say I wrote a book, a book a, like while I was sitting in the break room. Disney that's owns theirs? that book. <gasps> Even if it's nothing Disney related. Mm, I think that you could argue if it wasn't Disney related. But um, if it was on their time. Yeah. And lot. And their property. You are their property. Hmm. So, and that's um, that's smart on the company. I'm not saying that it's not, um, that it's bullshit. It is, but like it's. 
Um, so yeah, Universal does it where they give you monetary gain, which I think is amazing. And Disney doesn't. And you, Disney is allowed to do it because you sign your, you sign you the contract. That. I signed the contract. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I was really pissed. I, I remember saying to somebody, now I know how Walt felt when he mm. got um, Oswald taken from him. Yeah. And that was when I realized I am I, I have damn good ideas, but I got to keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell them to the right people at the right time. I am... I'm happy this whole thing happened because it it taught me a huge lesson yeah. about just running my mouth with these ideas that I because I wanted to change my own fate. I wanted to you know I'm, I'm going to change my feet. I'm going to be Merida and I'm going to mm-hmm. be I'm going to I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the work and it backfired. Yeah. So, but it was a good learning lesson for you for sure. A huge huge learning lesson. Yeah. All right, number nine. During one of your fireworks show, just take a moment to take it all in. That's 10,000 people watching you. You fucking go, girl. You did the fireworks shows? I did. Well, I did the Frozen Summer Fun fireworks uh-huh. shows. So we did it two summers in a row. And um, my character was the only one who had the stage to herself. Every other character oh. was on with the rest of us. But I was alone. Oh. And there was the cameras. And I got to see my face all over the park. And I got to look down Hollywood Boulevard. And I, I remember going. Boy, I have chills. And so I was like are you all having a great day? And then that's when they put the lights on the audience, like a concert. And I was like, holy shit. Oh that's my a lot of that's people. That's so cool. That's so many people. And I remember I loved doing those shifts. I loved doing those shows. I wish I could have taken a mental picture. Yeah. Because it was so scary. It was so scary. It was like a, I was like a pop star for a second <laughs> for little, these tiny little teeny bop kids. And what a and, cool experience you wouldn't have otherwise. Oh, most for sure. And I have like a couple of YouTube videos of me doing it. And mm. so like I look back on that and I go, I have really great like slight memories of like doing the the show. Um, but I, I wish I could have just taken in a whole mental note and been like, I'm going to actively remember every second of this. Because you don't think about that in your life that I'm going to actively remember until this done. until it's done. Yep. So I think that was also a good learning lessons of like when I had big moments in my life like the interview for the job that I got here or when um, I met Michael, I was like, I need to remember this because this is important. Yeah. So I have complete 100% recollections of both those days. Mm. And it was because of fireworks. That's really cool. So it's good. It's still silently crying. Still sobbing silently. Tears just streaming. Tears streaming down your face. It's really, I want to hug you, but I'm on the other end of the couch. I'll I'll say it. I'm cute. (laughs) You do look like a little puppy crying. Okay. This is this is a hard one to 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 say because oh boy. it's no it's fine. It's just it's it's strange cuz I feel like the Disney's so magical and I'm I I feel like I'm shitting on it more than I'm blessing on it it's right okay, now. Okay, cuz I got some questions that will make it. I that's what I was I yeah. was hoping because there I I don't want to give it, give the magic away to myself. Well, the thing is part of and I'm sure that when I do my Broadway one, people already know the positives. Right. You know, yeah, people already true. know the positive aspects of the job. That's it's, true. That's what everyone hears all the time. They want to hear mm-hmm. the truth. Yeah. Okay. So number 10, you are not above everyone else. And then this is in parentheses I, that I'm great at doing this while others are not. And that's putting myself on a pedestal. I'm, I'm sorry that that was gross. But at the end of the night, you take off the wig, you clean off your makeup, and you swipe out. You are not a real princess. Don't act like one. Some of the greatest people you will ever meet are frontline cast members, and their role for guests is just as important, if not more important, than yours. Yes. Yeah. I 
That's not shitting on Disney. That's being a good person. I ran into so many people who would shit on frontline cast members <sighs> because they either like had a small hiccup or they weren't going quick enough or mm. they weren't doing stuff. And like people would act like fucking queens. Oh, yeah. It's like, you're not a real queen. I you're see not. it on Broadway. It's it, the people who the ushers who sit your guests, the people who open up the gates to your to the guests every morning, the people who clean up the, the trash for these guests. Yeah. Everybody in Disney is a custodial member because you can pick up your own goddamn trash and a performer. Ooh. And that's why they called cast members and not employees because yeah. you are on stage and you are putting on a show. Well, I've seen like the guy, the sweeper make like the Mickey Mouse <sighs> out of the water in yeah. puddles. It's amazing. I love those. Me too. I love them. That's, that's a special skill that they have to train and they have to learn. They have to they have to be approved. They have to train for it. And they really? Ha- yeah. So it's like a big deal for, for custodial members to be able to do that. It's amazing. So everybody in Disney is a custodial and in entertainment because you everybody puts on their show. Every those frontline cast members can make more magic than you could ever oh, do as easy. a performer. And it's it's crazy because I, I used to hear and see people like, yeah, we're really lucky to be performers and to do and make these magic. But they're so goddamn lucky that they can make magic as themselves. Yeah. And it's a collaborative effort to have oh, it's the so final product. There's like they they are the the epitome of the start of the show is them. Yeah. Is is are those amazing people who get to walk around and interact with these guests, who get to start the ride, who get to buckle people in. They are the real show. You're just an ornament. You're pretending to be someone else. And that's cool, and people love it. It's really cool, and it was really fun, but it is not more important than anybody else's job. Mm -hmm. And that's good advice for any, any career. Yeah. And I don't think that's shitting on Disney at all. I think that that's being really profound and something that probably you in formative years having realized is really important for the rest of your life now I'm not gonna lie I'm going to say at one point I thought I I don't think I could do what they do because I don't think I would want to do that yeah and and that's and and that's me being vain that's me saying that I wouldn't want to do what they do yes and no I think you might not want to do it but you can still respect them that's true. I don't think it's vain I think there are jobs that I wouldn't want to do in the Broadway world but I respect it so much yeah that's true I just I I want to make sure that people who work those frontline jobs know that they are so fucking important. Yep. They're so important to the guests and to the magic. Ugh, I love them so much. Okay. There's so much I want to tell you to warn you about. But honestly, I have to let you enjoy it all on your own. Mm. Love me. Okay. I have some questions. Okay, great. Some of them are like serious and some are just lifelong okay, questions great. I have. I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm more excited for this than I was for that letter. Great. <clears throat> <laughs> questions for Brooke. Okay. Number one, best memory you had with a guest? So best interaction I had with a guest? Mm-hmm. I have two. Go for it. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm mentally make, making sure I don't have anything uh, better. Mm. I have three. Is that okay? Yeah. This okay. is your podcast. <laughs> this is my podcast. It's my podcast. Um, so I, I'll go in order in which they happened. So number one, I was doing Make-A-Wish. And a make-a-wish shift for a performer is where you get four hours with this guest if you so choose. It is all up to you. You get a attendant with you and a photographer, and you are in a nice cozy room that's by the nurse's station at Magic Kingdom, and you get to um, hang out with this kid for as long as you want. So this one, I will cry, and I will. Probably should save this for last. So it's fine. (laughs) 
My last question has to do with underwear, so maybe this one should have been awesome. first. So excited. So this little girl had cancer. Clearly, make a wish because it's terminal. So I go into the room, and I'm about to say hi when the, the attendant pulls me out. Mm. And the parents pull me out, too. And they said, listen, she loves Merida so much. We watch Brave every time she gets chemo. And when we found out she had cancer, it was at the movie theater when we were seeing Brave. But we just got a call 10 minutes ago. And she's in remission. Oh, Can you tell her? Oh, my God. So I got to go in there and talk to her. And I heard how brave she was and how amazing she was. Oh, and I got to say, you don't have to fight anymore. You did it. You won. Oh, Merida got to tell her that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh. And it was the most amazing moment because she looked at me in disbelief because she was about eight. Oh. And she's like, wait, what? And she looked at her parents and her parents said, we just got the call. We just told Merida. Oh, my you God. You did it. That's amazing. And we were literally all sobbing. The oh my god of course that me my i'm so lucky that merida doesn't wear a lot of makeup because <laughs> i was just like just weeping and i just sat and cried with this girl and i she had this beautiful moment with her sister and her parents and they got to just embrace each other and i felt so amazing to be part of that to be part of that moment for that little kid and it was perfect it was the most perfect day ever Mm-hmm. And I love that story so much. And it might not have been me. It was, you know, it was Merida yeah. who got to do it. But I have that in my brain and my heart always. That impacted you just and that's, as much. that's why I ended up working at Give Kids the World is because mm-hmm. I wanted to meet kids like that. And I did. And I got to meet such amazing kids as Brooke. Yeah. And I got to love them as Brooke. And I got to share so many great memories with these kids who have just the worst things happen to them but they get to be at their happiest and so I got to see her at her happiest she's meeting her dream her wish was not to go to Disney her dream and wish was to meet Merida that's a beautiful story so that's one oh my gosh (laughs) number two at the Frozen show they they open the curtain and they would before it changed they open the curtain they would say presenting Queen Elsa and they do the the trumpets and she's not there oh and then they do the trumpets again and Anna comes walking out nonchalantly not realizing there's people out in the audience mm-hmm. and uh so you know in typical Disney fashion somebody's missing we gotta go find them right so they presenting Queen Elsa and the trumpets sound and I hear this oh and i look at my performer and i was like my my historians and i was like what the fuck (laughs) and then the trumpets sounded again and then i you know nonchalantly walk on and i see this face of this boy in the front row and he looks at me and he goes oh and i was like oh my god this kid is amazing biggest smile on his face his parents are beaming and so everything I said he would just have the biggest smile just loving Anna Anna 
And um, when the historians come on, say, woohoo! And um, so we do the whole show, and he is just the best guest ever. And so I go back to my management, and I said, I want to do a meet and greet with this kid. Because we could, if there was magical moments like that, there's special guests. We had a guest ourselves. We could do quick meet and greets yeah. with these families. Now, my manager at the time was like, no, because we, you've, you've done too many. Mm. You did this. And I go, this kid's different. And I will, if, if he is not different, like if he's not different in your mind, if you go out and you think it was a waste of time, I promise you I will not ask for a meet and greet for another two months, which was a big deal because I love yeah. meet and greets. So she goes, okay. So we go out and we meet this boy named Tommy and his mom and his dad and his grandma. And he has um, Williams syndrome. Mm-hmm. And that is where it's, it's, it's not similar to Down syndrome, but it's, it's similar in that they do have different physical appearances. And they, um, but they have a adoration for music. Oh, like that's just something that is part of the the syndrome is that you actually have like you you love music and you love everyone that is and so we got to meet Tommy and his family and they it was the best meet and greet ever at the show that we had we had done and um my manager looked at me and she goes you were right you were absolutely right oh and a year later it's almost the exact same cast that was working and it we hear Queen Elsa, no. ba, ba, da, ba, ba, and I hear, Woo-hoo! and I we all go, Tommy oh. from backstage, and so we did a completely another meet and greet with him like a year later, Tommy. and his parents were like, I cannot believe you remembered him, and on my, and on Mike I went, Hi Tommy, like at the start because I you can't not. Well, he was like he, he was so, so excited. Perfect. He's uh, he's Tommy. so perfect. And um, Tommy works at Publix now. I follow his mom on Instagram. Stop. And um, Tommy Guthrie, he's amazing. I uh. love him. And his parents are just perfect. And he was so great. And on and so, I just I believe it's May is Williams Syndrome um, Awareness Month, and so mm-hmm. they post about it every year every year. And so I just like I have that memory of hearing the. <laughs> Oh. And so uh, that that is always in my brain. And then are you ready for three? Oh, God. I really don't know. <laughs> so I, all of a sudden, I was, I had just, like, gone to Universal the day before, and I was not feeling good because I rode every single ride. <laughs> and I had serious vertigo. And then I go on stage. I do the beginning of the show. And I come off, and the manager goes, hey, we have a guest recovery. And that means that we're going to do a meet and greet with family because something had happened to them on their trip that wasn't, so magical like uh-huh. maybe something happened on a ride that like maybe they got hurt maybe they oh, something okay. so they said Best hey makes sense. how about you we set up a meet green on an elsa and christoph and all them and so uh i was like oh man i'm really not in a mood for a guest recovery mm-hmm. because sometimes they're great because the families are really appreciative sometimes they're not because the families the are ticked are, off they're ticked off and they're usually the complainers yeah and and they just want something right so um i was like okay whatever so the show closes i head to the the little staircase that we're about to go out in front of the stage and they do the trumpets to present us um, my friend Kurt walks out and he meets with the, they said it's a mother and it's a baby. And I was like, what the hell could happen to a mom yeah. and a baby? And so I walk out and I go, hi. And I immediately drop to my knees. Oh no. And I start sobbing because it is my sister. 
and my nephew, oh. who I have never met before. Oh. I didn't even know they were in Florida. Oh. They'd surprise me at my show, and they... I literally, the video is so embarrassing. I might have to like post it. I think I've seen this video. I have to post an audio of it on our like Instagram because I can't post the actual video because it is so so sweet but also so mean. But I sound like somebody has been shot. (laughs) I'm wailing. I I literally fall to my knees and I'm like. (laughs) And because Jonah's two months at this point. And I he like he was months. he was born in Kuwait and I didn't even know they were here. They flew over to Michigan and then flew down to Florida to see me and my show. Oh. And so I have this picture of me holding <laughs> tiny little baby Jonah and I am just like weeping. Like Bright my makeup red is face. completely off. Like they they I think they still have the picture of it hanging <laughs> at Frozen because I am just weeping. And the my sister had contacted um my boyfriend Steve at the time who had mm-hmm. contacted our stage who like set this whole thing up for me oh to meet my nephew and that was magic that was made for me by my cast members by my fellow performers and management and it was that is my like all time that's all really time. sweet I feel like I need a drink now <laughs> you deserve oh, one that's really and like yeah. what a special special moment you have forever forever and i have pictures of me right before i left disney with jonah and he is uh like two at that point and he and i have like pictures of me kissing him and and everything and then my sister in the the picture we didn't realize is pregnant with eli Aww. and eli loves frozen oh, now and that the video, video you i sent, sent me Tia a video and uh, maybe i'll post it on this uh thing i bought my sister and her son's uh frozen two and he calls Frozen to Anna. Oh. And everyone loves Elsa. And not a lot right. of people, like, just really, truly love Anna. And he, the fact that a little two-year, not even two-year-old, goes, Anna. Anna. When he hears the music and he sees that it's Frozen 2, he is so excited about it. His whole face His lit up. His whole face lights up. And so, and when Rachel looks or shows Jonah pictures of all of us no. with, with Anna, he doesn't know. He's like, look, it's us with Anna. She's special to us. Oh, like God. So that's oh. top three. Oh, my God. Those were really good. <laughs> okay. Okay. What was the biggest thing about the job that shocked you? Um, How many, how quick you have to make, but this for, for the meet and greet aspect, how quick you have to make those meet and greets. Oh, really? You like ha- keep it moving you fast? Guys, like, if there's a special kid, yeah, you want to spend a lot of time with them, but you have to hit a certain amount of people to see mm. before the end of your shift, before the end of your set, oh. sorry. And I know that they have someone there that kind of helps, like, okay. Yeah, yeah you have your attendant, and they're really great, like and they... Belle needs to mm-hmm. go to the castle, whatever. Yep. So the the amount of people you have to meet is absolutely crazy, and the, they do it for a good reason, because they want people to experience as much as they can in yeah. one day. So they, so by, on a business aspect, I understand it. Now, as a person who wants to create as much magic magic as they possibly can, I fucking hated it. Yeah. Also, somebody that doesn't want to say no to people. That would be hard for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If the kid's having so much fun to be like, okay, bye. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of, um, I I don't like the term love and shove, but like if somebody's really not feeling it, if kid's crying, now I want the family to get that good picture. But then now I can spend an extra 10 seconds with the next kid because they're not digging it. They're not digging it. And 
so I that was what shocked me is that mm. um that transition into that because when I first started it wasn't as um needed because yeah, like there quick, wasn't quick, quick. wasn't a lot to do in the Magic Kingdom yeah I, I guess started. that's true New Fantasyland wasn't there a lot was under construction so I kind of got to do what I wanted with yeah. guests and um and then they started implementing the numbers and mm. that's when I was like oh this is a job yeah this is this is a internal job you literally have such have a, such a good internal clock you have a certain show flow you got you know you got to do and you got to send them on their way to their next thing because mm. you don't want to waste too much time um for the people in line now it's not wasting right. time when you're with them it's but it feels like a waste of time for the other people yeah that's fair so you like Blending the business aspect with the performer aspect was really difficult. And making it seem seamless. Yes. Hmm. That's my biggest one. Good answer. Thanks. Next one's a two-part. Ooh. Favorite thing about the job and then least favorite thing about the job. Okay. Favorite thing about the job was the guests that impacted my life. Mm -hmm. The ones that I got to, like the little girl with Merida. Like um, I met this boy who loved Ariel so much. He was, he's probably on the older end of a teenager and he said, you know, I've gone through so much in my life where I don't want to be myself and I feel you in my story. Mm. And so I got to be like, do you see this? This is a heartstring and it pulls from me to you. And if whenever you, t- if I feel a tug on my heart, I know you're pulling that heartstring. Aww. And so I remember finding a post about our interaction on Tumblr and I found our pictures Aww. and I was like, oh, that really made an impact on him. And like, I love how I can make an impact on somebody, but they can also make an impact on me. Yeah, it's a mutual. So mutual impact. So you, you get all the fucking love in the world if you are love deprived Hmm. go perform at disney (laughs) just do it just go perform it's the best yeah it's really great and least favorite least favorite oh gosh least favorite was constantly worrying about my weight and Mm. what i looked like Mm -hmm. because i i'm naturally a, a thinner person um, but when I started, I was 19. So I was like, what? Like 120, 110? Yeah, like stick and bones because you're teeny. Completely stick and bones. And then um, you know if you had a big lunch, mm. your bodice is not going to zip up. Re- it's that tight? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So it was better when I went over into shows because we had custom costumes. Oh, um, yeah. But when you're just generally performing, you you kind of got to pick it from a line. So I used to pick two bodices, one before lunch and one for after. <laughs> that were two completely different sizes. So I think the, the, the like, feeling of um, not looking good enough, mm. not being good enough for that person, for that character. And when, when I first started, Instagram wasn't huge. Now, when I ended, Instagram was everything. Yeah. So I hardly saw guest pictures of myself. It's and then nice. I And then I did. Oh. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I was like, I could never just be in pictures all day. Yeah. But it's also knowing that your job has a shelf life. Yeah. And they. Like an expiration con- date. They yeah. constantly reminded you Ooh. that your job has a shelf life. And it was not fun because I like wanted to be like, why can't you tell me just enjoy it? Yeah. Like, let me have fun. Let me have fun. Don't tell me it has a shelf life. But they they were very adamant about you knowing that your job has a shelf life. Oof. That's no good. No. So that was my that was my least favorite part. So you left Disney. Yes. If you had continued to work at Disney, mm-hmm. where would you see yourself now? Would you have continued to move up in the company? Would you have moved on? If you just taking that path, is there a world in which you would have moved forward in Disney um 
like I mean going off the shelf life thing they talk about how your your world has a shelf life yeah and the majority of people I worked with um in the show do not do the show anymore because mm. they were told they can't they hit their expiration so date. I I'm really glad I got to say goodbye yeah. on my own terms um now that's not to say that if I could have would have stayed would I have learned other things and that weighs heavily on my mind sometimes if I'm yeah. like like maybe I could have learned Finding Nemo. Maybe I could have learned Hoop to Do. Maybe I could have learned all this other stuff. But um, those aren't guarantees. But I think that I would have liked to have gone into a creative role. Now this is yeah. so we're let's say we're talking dream. That's like, like what I meant. Like okay. would you have gone into dream, something like dream, that? Dream like dreams, goals, dreams. Five more years as a performer, mm-hmm. and then I would have liked to have gone on to. Um, being an either like an associate director where I'm, ah. I'm not the like the main person who comes up with stuff but kind of gives them like what if we tried this yeah and like, that I'm really good at hmm. I'm really good at tweaking things that are already in motion yeah seeing so, it and adding to it so either something like that or um casting you'd be a great I've said that before you'd be a great casting director I would have loved to do casting because I feel like I can I can relate to the people who f- have a hard time hearing the word no. Yeah. But I, and I can sympathize and empathize. And so kind of leading in with a heart, but I can also put ice in my veins. Yeah. When you I would need be to. a warm presence in the room. You'd be someone good to audition for because sometimes it's awful. Yeah. So I, that, that's what I would have liked to have done. I, I, I think about management and, but I, I'm too much of a people pleaser. Yeah. To want to be a manager. So Yeah. What was your audition process like? Okay, so... I mean, touch on it a little bit. It was your birthday and all that, but... Yes, so it was my birthday. My mom came with me <laughs> to the audition, and it was my first Disney audition, which is actually unheard of yeah. to get that opportunity on your first time. So I go into the room, and um, I... I see people and I'm like kind of comparing myself to others and I'm thinking I'm not going to get this. Everyone is beautiful and tall and tan. Well people come in and you're like oh you look like Cinderella. When I I was like oh there's a Cinderella there's Mm -hmm. so and so there's so and so and none of them got through. Yeah so everyone was tall beautiful and tan. So I was like oh god like what am I doing? And I was the only number they called from my room of 50. Really? And I, my mom told me afterwards that everyone came running out and going, she made it through to her because I was the only person who brought my mom. Oh. <laughs> so I um, I made it through. And then they told me you were going to be, um, you're going to be trying out for the role of Ariel today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. like cause Yeah, because you were like, I didn't, I thought I, I was a Rapunzel. And so um, I, you know, put on the dress. It was the old dress at that point time. Put the on pink the one, right? No, it was still blue, but it oh, was okay. it was there's nothing from the movie. Oh, the oh the, like, the big puffy, puffy sleeves, sleeves. Yeah. right? And um and the starfish and the hair and everything, and so I tried on the the everything and I looked at myself and I thought I'm not getting this. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. Yeah, you're like, well, that's it. This was fun for a day. Like this was a good birthday. Yeah. I got to play dress up, like a like, complete Disney dress up, the real deal. And so. I went in and I read my side to the casting director. Oh, they give you a side? Yeah, they do. And it was something like, oh, thank you for letting me be part of your world. Something, you know, very... Very Disney. Very Disney, very basic. They give you somebody to help you with the sides. And it's Mm. usually a person who's already performing. So another girl who who helped me was Mulan. And she was 
cool she awesome. was cool yeah and um she was like you're doing great you're really good at this and I was like I don't know if I look good and she goes yeah. it's she goes it's just because you have never seen yourself in red hair she goes oh. you do look like a natural redhead and that's perfect I was like oh well, sweet thanks. of her so I get in do my sides leave we go out to dinner for my birthday and then it was like two weeks later I was sitting in um with my cousin who also worked at Disney um and I lived with them when I worked mm-hmm. with worked at Disney uh and we were I had just gotten an appendix my appendix out like oh, a couple weeks geez. before that so I was getting my like checkup mm-hmm. so we're sitting in the hospital parking lot and I got a call from Disney and they go hi it's so and so from Disney casting is this Brooke and I was like yeah yeah and I look at Matt and I was like oh my god Disney you like immediately start crying yeah and they go um they're like well congratulations we want to tell you that we are offering you a position and we would like to know if you want to go full-time part-time or seasonal and I was oh like oh my god they would have let you go full-time I did go full time. Oh my! God. I was full time that first summer. I worked around seventy hours a week. Holy because seasonal, cow. you get capped at a certain point if you right. work too much. But they were so low on 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 my my mm. girl that they they were like, "Well, go full time, and we'll we'll talk about you going seasonal when you go to college." Yeah. And so I was like, "Okay," so I went full time. Wow. So that's my aerial story. Merida, I um, I walked in um spring break spring break they were having open call for merida and i was Mm -hmm. like well i'm already redhead in the parks why not that'd be cool so i go in no expectations at all and um get pulled and i said great cool and so Mm -hmm. i was the last one to go with the wig and it was a it was we had like almost looked like a salsa not a salsa dress um um like flamenco dress because it was Uh long and it was black it just it was just oh it was before it was really before they before they made the dress and the wig was was not the real wig Mm. and um so I go last and I remember doing the Scottish accent and you could either do it with a Scottish accent or without because they mm. would teach you anyway okay so I did it with because I had just done I was in the pit Brigadoon. for Brigadoon I was in right the, I, was, I was a pit singer so I like, like I can kind of do it kind of do it so I tried and the casting director was like that was perfect <gasps> and I've, I was like you're like thank Thanks. you so much I was so excited I got the call about two weeks later yes you're gonna do her and can you come down now and I was like no I can't come to school and so we that was my Merida now Anna I every so many months you have to go down for like a relook to make sure you still look the same if you're seasonal mm-hmm. and so during my relook I looked at the, the director casting director and I go do they dress you up for the relook? yeah they, okay. they dress you up in your characters and then they let you go home and I said hey what about Anna? And she goes, you're here. Why not? So I, I put Love it on. It. I was like, if I would have never asked. You wouldn't have got like, I you, wouldn't have, you got, have to ask for things you want. And so and it's kind of taboo to ask yeah. like, for it. But I was like, I'm here. And they need them. They right. need them bad. Because yeah. it was when it would, the line to meet them was five hours long. And so they needed them. Um, So they needed them bad. And I was like, why not? I'll ask. And so I put it on and she was like, it looks great, honestly. And I, she can't yeah. say yes. They have to send it over. Of course, um, to like the higher up. Right. So yeah, they send it to the higher ups and they approve you. So I got on it because I asked. And then when I did her in the shows, they asked me, can you audition for this? We had this side um, and it's something big. Just know it's something big. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for who? And they're like, for, you know, who's your biggest character right now? Lana. right and so I go into the thing and they say think you're on a stage think hat stage like the yeah. where the hat was yeah and um I was like oh really uh, yeah they think big perform big 
And I did. And it was awesome. And I got some good feedback. I left. And then a couple weeks later, I got the call and changed to be an equity actor. Damn. And it all it all happened with my big stuff is because I, I put my foot forward and I asked. That's awesome. Yeah. Any tips for someone wanting to work for Disney? Um, hmm. Tips. Like? In any capacity or in a performance capacity? Um, let's stick with performance. Okay. If you, like that audition, is it better to yeah. wear makeup, to not wear makeup? Oh God, wear makeup, geez. <laughs> Put your best foot forward. It's fair. Um, don't overdo it. Don't, don't pin yourself as one character because mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be the character you think you are. Yeah. Um, I wore a dress to my first audition and to every other audition after that, I wore leggings and a nice shirt that showed off my figure nicely. Mm. Um, and I usually like wore my hair. I, my first audition, I wore my hair in beautiful and curly. And then the rest of the time I kind of kept it clean and mm-hmm. back because it's like, they're not looking at my hair. Yeah. They're looking, they're at, your looking face. at my features. So I, you know, wore leggings and a nice, uh, top that showed off my figure and I made sure to be natural, mm. to smile naturally, to because it's for that kind of performance, it's just all about what you look like. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I only did one character audition. Okay. It also depends on who they're looking for. So yes. I was there, and they lined us up in 50, and they played under the sea, and they walked in the rows, and they pulled people that were clearly much taller than me, mm-hmm. and for different characters. I think they were looking for Belle and Pocahontas. It'll say in the breakdown who they're looking for. This would usually. have been way, 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 way back. before. Way before the internet. The, okay. <laughs> before, Not before the internet. But right, then yeah. I was leaving mm-hmm. and the casting director like called my number and was like, there's an audition tomorrow. Yeah. For, for this singing thing. For Disney Channel For Rocks. Disney Channel Rocks. And you'd be perfect for it. But like we weren't looking for Wendy or yeah. Tinkerbell right now. Because they saw your resume. Yeah. They were like, we're not looking for Wendy, Tinkerbell, or Alice. And you're 5'1". Yeah. Like that's all you could do. So go to this. And I was like, oh, okay. But it depends on who they're looking for. Yeah, so you got to go a couple times, for. right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. Some, as I'm you saying, didn't. I didn't want, which was crazy. Um, now, if they're looking for the character that you think you're perfect for the first time, you might not get it the first time, and you might get it the 15th time. Really? I, oh, yeah. I had a friend go to 13 <gasps> auditions. Holy cow. And finally, and got it. Wow. I firmly believe it's like what they're looking for at the time, who they already have playing that person. Okay. But because you're not looking like the character. You're looking like the other girls. Oh. You got to so look you like all the look other girls. Uniform. Yeah. You got to look like everybody else. That makes sense. Tips is for a general performance is... Don't take it too personally if you get mm. cut the first time. And then uh, for like an equity call, I found it to be a lot more fun and a lot uh, – I it yielded more callbacks when I would take a song and rewrite it. <laughs> um, I, I auditioned for Hoop Dee Doo, and my friend Elise and I rewrote the song Tits and Ass from Chorus Line <laughs> um, to Kicks and Sass because the girl who I was auditioning for like is a dancer, and she's also super sassy and giggly. Mm. It's like – Kicks and sass. Eat some chicken from a pail. You don't need a spoon or fork or knife. And like so just something to make them remember do you. Make them remember you to make it and make it fun for you because it's it's a Disney audition. It's it's it should be just like you did it. It's it was like the most fun audition I ever had. Both exactly. times I was like they played under the sea and I got cut, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah. So like, just. Put yourself out. Put your best foot forward. Yeah. And have fun because nobody's going to want to work with somebody who's like super serious and like very. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my art. If you have fun with it and they see the potential of these characters in you, they're going to take a chance. Love that. So, yeah. Those are tips. These are not as serious now. Okay. True or false? Is it true that Disney releases a bunch of cats every night to deal with rats in the park? Mm. 
I think that's Disneyland, actually. Oh. I think, I know we had feral cats um, underneath one of our break rooms, um, <laughs> but we, like, I don't no, I think that's mm. false. Okay. That, on my end, I think that's false. It's got to be I, a health code violation. Yeah. I always think that. I think that's a Disneyland rumor. So okay. So that you, that, I'm not the one to ask about Disneyland. We're going to say false. I say, I say false. If, it, if we're wrong, let us know. <laughs> Number nine. Disney's head's not frozen. No, that one I wasn't going to ask. He's for sure dead. <laughs> Do they really not pronounce people dead at Disney and take them off property first? Uh, I think that was true up until a point. Okay. Um, I do know that was true. And um, and they have every right to. Because yeah. you, you just got to be pronounced dead by a doctor. Yep. Even if I die right here, right now, I'm not dead here because I got to go to the hospital and they have to pronounce me dead. Ooh. You know, that's yeah. anywhere. That's fair. That's anywhere. And unless, they can, unless, they they have have the, unless they have a coroner who comes in, like a CIA or a CIA. Um, like, uh, CIA. Like, like law and or SVU. I'm the dead person CIA. Um, NCIS, whatever. Yeah, they, they can't pronounce you dead here. Like, huh. you got to be taken to somebody who can officially and legally pronounce you dead. Number, I don't remember. Final one. Okay. As part of your costume, do they really give you, do you provide your own underwear? Or yes. Do you, okay. You provide your own underwear? Yes. Ah, because I heard a rumor that they... Which I'm yeah. like, it was so weird to me until I was on Broadway. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, Broadway, they provide my underwear. Like, they right. wash it. Well, that's but, because it's it's specific to your costumes, right. too. Um, for ours, so no. you can wear, like, big granny panties one day if you wanted? Yeah. Huh? Why not? I didn't know if it would show through the lines or anything. Mm-mm. No, I mean, most of the princess dresses are pretty thick in oh, material. Yeah. So you can kind of wear whatever you want. Um, but I, I think I read like an article or a Reddit post yeah. saying like, oh, did you know that they did? Maybe at some point. Maybe back in like the 80s they did. Maybe. I mean, they provide, they provide you with, um, the, the like basics, like the, yeah. for when you're in like the big costumes to wear underneath. That's okay. They, they do provide those Fair and enough. they wash them and they're not yours. You have to pick out about a pile. That's kind of gnarly. Um, but. All right. Final question. Okay. If you could have added any character to your rep, which one would you love to play? Rapunzel. Yeah, that's yeah. still. Rapunzel, for sure. I think Elsa was a big one because mm-hmm. I, when I first saw the movie, I loved Elsa yeah. more than I loved Anna. Now I, I have a huge spot. I had, when I, it was really funny, when I saw the movie, I was sitting with my friend Justin in college and um, the na 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 hit mm. came up and the frozen the with the snow and then frozen I looked at him and I go this movie's gonna change my life Aww. I was not was not in her world at that point yeah and so I was like oh Elsa is just perfect yeah she's perfect and then um, I remember at the point where they're singing love is an open door and they're going, they're in the barn and they're and the go, doors, they're doors, doors, doors. And then she's in the door that's like on the opposite sides and she waves. And I go, I'm going to be Anna. Oh, that was that moment that I was like, it's, like there's no, it. there's no possible way that I'll ever be Elsa. I'll be Anna. So Rapunzel was a big one for me. Yeah, she like, lo- that's one of my favorite princesses. She's my ultimate mm-hmm. princess. And I was always so jealous of all the girls, but I, I will add my own fun fact out, yes. out of my three my three girls that I I do have a favorite you do can you guess which one mm, I'm gonna guess Merida you're correct yeah she was a fucking badass yeah she is she's a badass can I tell you two Disney stories yes please to end this off on please do they're not funny and they're funny at the same time I'll tell you the the, the least gross one and then the grossest one okay so the least gross one was I was uh in the garden, which is where Merida meets and greets, and Merida was having fun, and I was hanging out with her, and blah blah blah. And then this dad comes up to me with his family, 
and he has a bunch of kids and he grabbed my ass oh he full-blown grabbed my ass and i stopped the, yeah and i continued in the accent saying your clan leisure grab, grab my boom and the luckily there was always security over yeah us, like and, someone who could take well, care of it and, well there's the attendant and then we had this like awesome security guide who would always just kind of like pop in because i think he really liked the character mm-hmm. and he liked the location so i like waved him down and i was like this guy just grabbed my ass yeah i kicked out of the park gross yeah so that was that was the least gross be ready for the grossest but also oh, it made me laugh in the moment okay nothing physically happened to me okay i've had my boob grabbed as ariel and i've had my 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 legs grabbed and you're but, like you listen know, if you're a two-year-old with no concept where oh, your yeah. hands go fine i yeah. but like dads do not mm, oh i ugh. have a I'll, I'll say a funny interlude is this little boy he was really interested in my shells oh. and he grabbed one and the dad went no 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 no. we have to ask a lady to touch her there before we do that and i was like high five dad you're like you do you do have to ask um and, and so i was so like, like but the shells. so i knocked on it and i was like it's just shells yeah They're just clam shells and then but the gross one you ready oh god i was at cinderella's roll table hanging out with my my girl my fish and um this little boy comes up to me and he goes ariel what do mermaids taste like and i go oh, oh i was like is this some sort of like cannibalism thing yeah. like i was like I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I've eat, never eaten a mermaid. I've never eaten a mermaid before. And the dad goes, "It's okay, son. We'll just ask Prince Eric." Ew. <laughs> Ew. And in the moment, I laughed because right, because you're like, I'm so caught <laughs> off like, guard, but also like, I was like, you're <gasps> using your son that clearly has no concept of what he's asking for your gross exactly. joke, dad. Exactly. Ew. Yeah. Ew, David. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that's a. Uh, that's my story. I'll end off. End up I on. mean, I don't think we can top that. I think that's where we need to end it. Maybe that, you know what? Kick the, the, the Jonah story out of That's my top three favorites. Oh. Just kidding. Ew. <laughs> I will never forget that moment, though. Oh. I will never forget it. No, that'll stick with you forever. Yes, it will. Thanks for sharing your Disney fun with me. Oh, you're welcome. Let's I see got how to much live it, vicariously through you. We'll see how much editing I have to do on this no. episode. No. I mean, we're, we're just over an hour. No, I mean like. <laughs> oh, like secrecy <laughs> stuff? Secrecy fair. Stuff. That's fair. That's fair. So there, there might be stuff that you are a little confused about that we're talking about because I might have to cut a little bit out. But, but you that's know That's the nature of the beast. It is the nature of the beast. I don't work for Disney anymore, but would I like eventually maybe go back? Possibly. Like not like in a performance no, aspect. No, but, but you like, want to be in good standing. I want to be in good standing. So. um, I understand. That's fine. That's good. Okay. Well, everything was super magical um, when I worked there. Uh, you know, there was some unma- very unmagical stuff, but all like in all. Like any job. All in all, honestly, it was a really great job. And it was a, it was a really great way to spend my, my formative years of adulthood. I feel like it really, sh- it, it did shape me to who I am today. And like my love for Disney, my love for uh, working with kids. And um, yeah, so I, I think that those memories will last me a lifetime. And if I don't have kids, I, I guess I can't say this, but I can't wait to tell my grandkids like I can't wait for them to see a picture and be like wow grandma was a princess that's really cool like that's cool and it may not if I don't have any kids I can my great nieces and yeah, nephews right? can be like wow Granny Aunt Brooke crazy Aunt Granny uh, Brooke was the a, aunt that was shows a, up a little drunk off a plane from Italy oh I that's my goal in life man oh, yes absolutely I want to be that aunt well um on that note if you could watch any Disney movie right now <gasps> T what would you watch oh god um probably Tangled I'm feeling some Tangled I haven't watched it in like three weeks I actually so. watched Tangled uh, the other day I made Dave watch it for the first time like a month ago oh he okay. liked it and mine oh, what would I watch I would watch I think I want to watch Brave yeah I made him watch that too I think I, I think I might want to watch he that. liked it though I know I'm gonna have to watch Frozen 2 today at work so 
Oh, and I'm not right. mad about it. I do love Frozen too. That's right. So I haven't seen it since the years. I need to watch it again. Well, I have it now. Oh. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Feel free to write us a letter. Have a great and safe rest of your week and weekend. Um, we love and, you. Yeah, we do. Actually, we do love you. And we'll see you around the corner, I guess. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Just around the river bend. Dear listener, support for this podcast comes from you. Just for taking a chance on a new podcast. Have a suggestion for a letter? Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me, Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Music is composed and produced by Connor Simpson. Follow us on all the gross social media sites you have. Instagram at Dear Me, Love Me Podcast. Twitter at DMLM Podcast. And you can find us on Facebook, too. Thanks for listening. Love us. <laughs>